everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off. As always, I'm one of your homeroom teachers, Advert, but you may know me as Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me are Fanfic and Apothecary, or Dylan Beer and James Graham. How are you guys doing today? We are no longer doing season recaps. We are doing the movie. We are so close to season four. How are you guys feeling? I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about this movie. It's a it's an interesting movie to have out here, so um interested to see what your guys' opinions on it are. Yeah, like it's an, an extra little bit of content, which I'm never I'm never against. Um but yeah, uh, interesting I think is the probably the way I'd describe it. Yeah, and the funny thing is me and Dylan watched this together for the first time last March um when we were at PAX East together. That was the first time for both of us watching, and we watched it again together this time. So the only experience I ever have with this is Dylan by my side, so that's uh, something that definitely made it a lot more interesting as well. But again, we do not have too much housekeeping besides just saying, hey, we're still new. So obviously promoting and all that kind of stuff. But also just the fact that next week we are not doing a season recap or anything like that. And we are going to be moving into our normal kind of time length. This episode will already be a little shorter than our last couple. But hopefully next week for the predictions episode, we're moving into that 20 minutes to 40 minutes that we were planning on maintaining throughout the actual My Here Academia season. So just kind of heads up the schedule format. Still going to be a very similar format overall, just a much shorter time. So it's much easier to consume than two hour sessions each and every class. But that's about all I have for you. I'll hand it back over to you, Dylan. Yeah, and once again, we are we are a new podcast. And going into Season 4, it's definitely super important that you go and you review and leave a five-star review on iTunes or any of the podcasting platforms that you listen to us on because it helps us out a ton. And in a very big surprise for all of you, I will not be doing the lecture for this week's class. And instead, I'll be handing it over to Dylan Beal to walk us through, through the My Hero Academia movie to hero yeah so it's uh we're just gonna give this one go we're just gonna go right through it and then we'll we'll talk through it because the beginning has a a few lulls in it so um i i guess let's just jump right into it uh so we start off with the prologue which shows a young all might in america getting his start as a hero and meeting student david shield who he saved uh david is shown to be one of his scientist partners who gives him his first suit then cutting to the present kind of it's like the present but like in the story it's not really the present either but it's cutting to more modern we'll talk about that later yeah Yeah. um all might is invited to a summer trip at i island um i assume the i stands for island as well a man-made island where the top scientists of the world reside and perform research on quirks he takes midori as his guest to introduce him to his former partner david there he's greeted by melissa shield andrew's best girl david's daughter and a student at the island's academy hoping to be a scientist just like her father after a reunion david runs tests on all might and realizes his quirk is nearly depleted meanwhile melissa shows midori around the island and they run into most of the class there for various reasons melissa invites him to a party that they're having on the island later before the party melissa reveals to midori that she is quirkless then she gives him a gauntlet that she designed to allow him to go 100 percent of his abilities Meanwhile, a mysterious villain, Wolfram, takes control of the island's security system during the party. He restrains all the pro heroes attending, including All Might, and takes David and his assistant Sam, Sam hostage in order to break into the island's vault. As they are running late, the students are not taken hostage with the rest of the party. They plan to climb to the top of the tower to regain control of the security system. At the same time, Bakugo and Kirishima become lost on their way to the party and begin wandering the building without realizing there's a security breach. 
After the students reach the 80th floor, the villains become aware of the plan and attempt to apprehend them. While hiding in the plant room, the group attempts to escape from two of the villains until Bakugo and Kirishima accidentally cross paths with them and engage in battle. Todoroki helps the others escape to a higher floor and joins Bakugo and Kirishima in their fight. During this time, the rest of the students escape. The villains send an army of sentry robots after both of the students, which incapacitates Kaminari. Ida, Momo, Jiro, and Mineta defend against the robots while Midoriya, Uraraka, and Melissa make their way to the top of the tower. Uraraka uses a quirk to float Midoriya and Melissa closer to the security room. Just as Uraraka is about to attack, is about to be attacked by more robots, Bakugo, Todoroki, and Kirishima arrive to save her. The four of them fight robots as Midoriya and Melissa fight their way to the very top. The very top of the tower, they discover David and Sam in the vault as they unlock a suitcase. It is revealed that David and Sam orchestrated the night's events with actors in order to steal back their greatest invention, a headset that maximizes the power of a person's quirk. Eye Island's top men decided that it was too dangerous, took their invention research away and locked it up so it wouldn't end up in the wrong hands. Deciding that All Might needed it to remain a hero and keep the world safe, David decided to get his invention back. The main villain, Wolfram, arrives, restrains Midoriya, and reveals that he is a true villain and not an actor. Sam then betrays David and gives Wolfram the suitcase. However, Wolfram shoots Sam to get the, uh, the suitcase, and David jumps in the way of another bullet in order to save Sam's life. Before Wolfram can kill Melissa, Midoriya breaks free in order to fight him. Wolfram uses his quirk to control metal to hold off Midoriya and escapes to the rooftop, having kidnapped David so he can make more copies of his invention. Midoriya races to the roof and attempts to stop Wolfram taking off in the helicopter with David, but fails and falls from the helicopter. Melissa also takes back control of the security system, freeing the pro heroes, disabling the robots, and freeing All Might. All Might, now freed, races to the top of the roof and stops the helicopter from taking off. Wolfram, in a last attempt, uses the invention to amplify his powers and starts to overcome an already tired All Might, creating a giant body of, made up of metal parts and debris that traps David inside it. He overpowers All Might further with his multiple quirks and reveals that he is in league with All for One, who gave him additional quirks and helped fuel David's fall from grace in an attempt to demoralize All Might. The rest of the students arrive on the roof to help All Might and Midoriya, who work together to finish the fight. The two throw a final punch together that is ultimately strong enough to defeat Wolfram and free David. As the sun rises, David and All Might reflect on how Melissa and Midoriya are the next generation of heroes and how the world will be in good hands even after All Might's quirk is gone. And then what you don't see after that is that none of this actually matters. And as cool of a story it is, none of this is ever mentioned again. Is, is that also canon? Is that something that you've got to say, Dylan? I mean, like, it's kind of canon, but not really because... So, so I assume it's canon because... I think that this It happened. is absolutely canon. I assume this happened, but it doesn't matter because no one will ever bring it up again and there's no ramifications. Yeah, unless like because I unless like I Island comes up again potentially, but it was pretty much destroyed by Wolfram like while the whole thing was going on. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't I don't know. That's so, what, that's why I described this movie as interesting. Yeah, I think this is definitely one where we take it a little bit more of a step-by-step -step because that was such a quick overview. And we definitely have topics I really want to talk about, such as the growing list of things in this movie that doesn't matter, even though it would be super cool if they did. Um, it's definitely something I want to get to towards the end. 
But I mean, there is a lot that we kind of brushed over. And I think there are some fun parts even early on before they even get to the actual tower that I definitely want to kind of mention at. Um, I don't know if um, you guys are too curious in that, but I, I definitely love how they just made an excuse for all of class one a to be there. So it wasn't actually all of class one a, but it was like what? 13 members, pretty much the 13 most popular. It was like what the I think majority. It was. Yeah. It was, uh, it was quite a few. They all just ended you know, up there for one reason. Go ahead. You know, everyone was there. Just the only people who weren't directly like having like contribution, they were still doing random stuff on the Island. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they were either like, they're either like catering or like, I think most of them were actually like in hotel rooms and actually yeah, like showed like a cutting like Pinky and uh, Tokoyami, Shoji. I think Shoji and Tokoyami were actually like grooming together. Same with Koda and uh, Sato, I think. So, what was the whole point of the whole Uraraka and Momo kind of thing where they all did a rock, paper, scissors if they all just showed up anyways? So, that really had no ramifications. They were all going anyways. None of this movie had ramifications. Let's start that off. Let's say that first. <laughs> But no, I mean, I, I definitely was happy with that. I think kind of going into the movie, I knew that the whole cast was going to be there. We saw that in trailers and things such as that. So I, I definitely think having everyone there, even though their reasonings for a lot of it didn't make any sense, I, I really did enjoy kind of having the whole crew come together. And I guess, I don't know, none, none of the really reasons stuck out. Like, oh, they're rich. Do they, they never even explained how Bakugo and Kirishima got there. They did, oh, no. Bakugo got there because he was number one at UA, and Kirishima literally just said, and I came along. Like, yeah, no, no Kirishima no was reasoning. Like his, he was like his plus one. Like, yeah, that was basically the arrangement there. But, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about that because, like, yes, you didn't, you, you had the entire class there, but the entire class wasn't there. Like, you know what I mean? They were there, they were on the island, but, I mean, they weren't doing anything. They weren't contributing. Like, I mean, if you're going to have a movie centered around, like, the main characters of, like, the – of Class 1A, you should have just done that and not just been like, oh, here's all the other characters. We're going to tease the fact that you might see them, like, you know, do stuff, and maybe you'll see them do something crazy, but they're just going to chill in hotel rooms. But the whole movie wasn't around the cast. It was around Melissa and Deku, two heroes. That's what the movie was based around. That's what the cheesy line at the end was for, is that these were the two heroes it was based around, even though they both were corkless at one point and all that kind of stuff, and they're both heroes in their own sense. So everyone else was just kind of excuses of how to get them to the end story. They were all plot devices. It's all the rest <laughs> of the class. They were all was. plot devices. Everyone. I, every, I don't know, everybody's I an like, actor. I felt like it could have been done even better, though, like, I don't know why not make up a reason to bring like David and Melissa to UA or something like maybe have like, Oh, we're having like a science fair type of thing. And they're here. Like, I don't know. Because I, I thought, again, that has a real ramification because they actually true. show them on the UA campus here. This is all in like international waters. <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't affect anyone. This whole Island could blow up from a nuclear bomb and it affects no one. Like it is literally the middle of nowhere because it is just, that was really grim. That was really. Oh, I know, but I'm just, but I'm just saying that like if, if something serious happened, like if half of the city of Tokyo or wherever UA is based out of, um, was destroyed by a metal bending uh, pro uh, villain, like that would have to be shown at some point. Like that had to be brought up. So what I'm saying is that yeah, the island was here. And I like the I island. The I, I stands for island. Um, I like that joke, but um, it's just. I really, I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy the movie. I just wish 
something mattered. It's well, going to be a reoccurring thing I say throughout the entire time. Yeah, so it was a filler movie, which is usually... But it wasn't needed. That's what filler is. And it was is. a filler at the wrong time, though. Like, no, I yeah, I mean filler at the wrong time, but I mean it is like I mean it is it, it like filler is just that it's not needed, but it's just there for extra content for the fans, right? That's all this was. But it it was a filler that came out between season three and four when it happened with see tweet uh, between season two and three. Like I'm not against filler; I love filler. There are some actually really good episodes and arcs, like Bleach. I like some of the filler arcs there. I skipped through them now if I ever would rewatch them, but the first time through I enjoyed it. I'm not ultimately against filler, but I am against filler that is just there to make money is what it kind of felt like. Like it didn't progress it and it was so long ago. I mean, it was still like nine months ago when this movie came out. So it wasn't like, oh, let's do it like two months before season four comes out to build up hype. Like, no, it was just kind of a random thing that was teased way too late. And was never brought up. Like, if they would have been teasing it through all season three with, like, off comments, like, that would have been something else. Because then it's like, oh, let's go back and hear the story behind this. But it was just a one-off episode in a movie that didn't matter at a time that wasn't relevant anymore. Yeah, so I, I guess the context of the movie is very weird because I think that whole thing irks me a lot. And we I think we talked about it maybe a little bit at some point on, on a previous episode. But so it happens in third season like right in the middle right like they're they're just like oh by the way let's have this weird flashback episode that cuts off like you know the gang orca fight and so you go to this episode and you're mad because you're like no i want to see the gang orca fight what are you doing and then like towards the end they they, they're like yeah this happened like basically like during season two and then at the end is where they tease like oh like all might got an invite to i island and he's thinking about taking midoriya and that's the teaser for it, and that's the setup for the movie, which that's that's like feels bad already. Like putting in a random filler episode to tease a movie that is ultimately filler that all happened in the past. Like the context around it, I think just feels really bad. And Andrew, when we we first had this, when we first watched it together, I remember that night we were both upset because we thought there was gonna be like substance to it, which. I mean, if this was like a random movie without that context, if they were like, oh yeah, by the way, we just like. We just made this movie, like, uh, it takes place kind of in season two. Just, here you go. And, like, they just threw it at us. I think, contextually, that would have been a little bit better, and I would have felt less bad because yes. on the second watch through of this, I actually really enjoyed it because I didn't have the expectations anymore. I had no expectations because they were already completely squashed, uh, you know, a couple months prior. So I watched it just, like, for the sake of watching it, and I, I actually kind of enjoyed it. I actually really liked it a lot. Yeah. But, like, let's say that after season two ended, if they just said instead of the dorm taking a day to build or whatever or two days to build, that it takes two weeks instead. And this happens there. This happens after everything happens in Bakugo going into season three. And it was just that kind of dead time where the dorms had to be built. And that makes sense because dorms aren't supposed to be built in two days. Like, it's actually supposed to take, like, two weeks would be reasonable in a hero world. And, like, oh, during that, at the end of season three, we get just a little teaser. We get that last five minutes of the filler episode of uh, him checking his uh, email and seeing something from I Island or from Sam or whatever. And that happens at that same time. It still happens in February or whenever it came out. But it was actually during the relevant time. I would have been happier with this because even if it doesn't matter, it at least feels like it's progressing the story. But my biggest problem with this, I want to talk more about the actual movie versus our gro- uh, gropes with it. But the fact that it just 
didn't progress the story. Gripes, I'm sorry. Thank you for giving me those weird looks. Um, instead of like feeling like the story was going forward, it just felt like going back and that this really didn't mean anything. It didn't get me more excited. Yeah, I'm down to discuss the actual substance of the movie by discussing the point of it because, I mean, I think we're all kind of in a, the same consensus where it was like it was bad filler, I guess, or like poorly it was, timed No, filler. okay. Poorly badly timed, done, I think. Badly done filler, but like the actual content itself was just fine. I think it was just contextually yeah. bad. Yes, I'll agree with that. The timing and all that was bad. The actual movie is enjoyable. But, yeah, that's fair. So – I guess, again, the whole beginning stuff, if there's anything you guys want to talk about there. Otherwise, I'm just going to give you my pitch on why Melissa's best girl. Yeah, you – well, I, I mean, before, I think we should okay. talk about the prologue. If I think the prologue is very important to talk about before we – I think the prologue is, is actually yeah, cool. So, okay, okay so yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think this, this part of the movie is actually one of the best parts of it because we actually get context for why All Might is like All Might because he's very – because, I mean, like, the show is all modeled around, like, an, an Americanized – you know, interpretation of a superhero, right? But we now we find out why it is because he was literally in America. So he's this like you know jockey, like you know like u- university, almost like frat guy who's all powerful, right? So and you get to see him and David's relationship, which I mean is kind of like I mean again, David isn't a relevant character in the main storyline, but he does add substance to why All Might is like All Might. So I think the prologue is totally relevant and totally totally necessary to talk about. And I really enjoyed, like, I don't know if an American villain just kind of fight differently, but they shot the missile at All Might and then ran away instead of, like, fighting, like, every other villain we've seen so far. And, like, uh, my hero is that they stand and fight and will die or get arrested. Like, they're like, nope, they're going to shoot the missile and run away. I really enjoyed that. I found that even more comical the second time um, versus the first time because I just think that that was just kind of a really funny thing um, that we hadn't seen before. And it led to some really, really cool graphics. Like, that opening scene with All Might, um, like, the reflection off the glass and all that stuff, it really is a really beautifully done... The prologue, more than the rest of the movie, I feel like, really looks really stylized, but I really enjoyed it. I wish it would have been the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I thought Just it would... give me an hour and a half of All Might <laughs> in college. Yeah, I think that would have been really cool, because then we would have had, like, this insight a little bit into, like, what his early days were like, and... I, yeah, I get it. Like, everyone wants to see Deku in, like, the class. And it's really about, like, the heroes of today rather than All Might. But, like, I think that would have been a really cool spin on it. Just, like, to see more of, like, young All Might and, like, some of the stuff that, like, builds up his character even more. Yeah, I would take an entire prequel movie of All Might. I would watch that. And it would probably yes. be one of my favorite forms of media that my hero has ever been associated with. Give me that. I'll buy it in a heartbeat. But, so, yeah, so, we're going on from there, and, yeah, we get a little bit more about Dave, the most American-ass name I've ever heard in my life. David Shield. Well, like, I think they... I they mean, don't even call him David. They call him Dave. What else know, would yeah. they do, though? Like, what other names I know. would they... Because, like, you know... I think they should have just accepted right? John Smith. They should have just called him John well, Smith. Well, you know jo- that there's a John ton of, like, or something American like that. names that, like, a lot of animes use, and you're like, what? Like, is that supposed to be Yeah, they just pick... And I feel like a lot of times they just, like, hit the roulette on, like, both the first name and the last name. And, like, yeah, this works. This is fine. So, yeah. but, yeah, no. Like, I mean, David, I think David is, like, a character isn't horrible. Um, do you want to pitch us why his daughter is apparently the best girl, despite the fact she has no relevance whatsoever in the show? You know, sometimes the girls that come into your life, have a great time with, and leave can still be the best girl. 
you're that has nothing. Oh my god, that has nothing to do with my actual pitch. But if that's where you're going with, that's what I'm going with. But I'm just saying, she comes in on a pogo stick. When's the last time you thought about a pogo stick? Does that not just bring back memories of your childhood, of the good old days? I wasn't a dweeb who had a pogo stick. Yeah, man. I had I, a bike. Yeah, no pogo oh, sticks yeah. here. <laughs> I had both, but she just comes in super happy, has a relationship with All Might. Obviously, she's cool. Like, if you know All Might on the personal level, she's a cool girl. Then you go on. She's smart. She's good looking. She can make Deku an unkillable god. They have chemistry. Uraraka's jealous. Like, everyone's seen it. Like, the moment where they're just kind of walking around, like, the um, science exhibit, and all the girls come up, like, oh, you're having a good time, and all that kind of stuff. Like, the obvious jealous stuff, like that. Like, everyone else sees it, but you do. I don't really have a pitch. I'm just saying, smart, good looking, can make Deku an unkillable god. What more do you need in the well, Deku, personality. Death, <laughs> she has a personality. What? Don't give what me is that. What is her personality? Hey, Deku, you're cool. Here's a, a gauntlet. I, I don't have a quirk. Goodbye. She's a knockoff. She's a knockoff Hatsume, man. Because Hatsume does the exact same thing, except Melissa's like, oh, I'm also quirkless. So this is nice. This is my edgy. Pitch. Yeah, but she's a little more bland. She's a little more bland. No, yeah. Hatsume's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't want to listen to you two insult her anymore, so I'm just moving on from this no, topic. No, all I'm I am saying, also, no, I am just you gotta, you gotta disappointed. Bring, you gotta bring like some, uh, like some real substance when you come in with, with that kind of claim. You gotta go. Listen, she shows up thick as hell, like pull, dummy like, thick. Knocks, <laughs> yeah, dummy thick. Knocks Midoriya off his feet. He's beat red the whole time. But the, the, the deck is never gonna get her though, because he's like five ten. That girl is well above six feet. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's definitely out of. I agree, out of Deku's league. I agree with that yeah, even more. It makes her even better. Well, no, I but think no. I think, no, no, that wasn't a point four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Deku is probably like a lot shorter because she's American, so she's probably just like normal height. Oh, that's little, true. She's normal, probably normal like yeah, yeah she's probably like five eight. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I remember seeing the graph. So Shoji is six three, which is my height. Yeah, Shoji's so a monster. Everyone well, else. Like, is smaller than six three, so like I think Deku's like six seven. <laughs> He's like Dylan's height. Six seven. A no, man five seven. Five, five, five seven. seven. He's five I am seven. not five seven. I'm five ten. You're a manlet. Under six foot, a manlet. Um, <laughs> oh my god, man. <laughs> but really, what I wanted to get to is talking about the one scientific invention that we did see from her, which was the gauntlet, which this entire movie could have gone without because it opens up so many questions of why bring this in if it's going to have zero impact on the series ever so because what dylan did mention is it is a gauntlet that she created after seeing how his quirk is very similar to all might or i think she created for all might um she created from all might because she always looked up to him um growing up and seeing that deku had such a similar quirk that um she decided to give it to him instead and the but the one limiter on it the plotline device was that it only had three uses so that you had to be very smart about when you use them and all that kind of stuff but it allowed him to go full power without hurting himself what benefit is introducing something like this and now knowing for the rest of the my hero academia series asking the question of why does deku need to hold back when he could just go ask melissa for a new one of these 
You know, okay, so I'm going to one-up you on that. So, at the time, before this movie was actually out, and when it was teased, he had just gotten his fancy-ass boots from Hatsume. He just got his he got, just got his shoot-style boots from Hatsume. And then we go back to this goddamn overpowered gauntlet, which has three charges. What thing, in any context that's not like a card game, has three charges to it? That doesn't make any goddamn sense whatsoever. Like, I mean, I know, the, that being said, I'm saying, what? why doesn't it make sense in a fictitious show about superheroes and shit? But, like... Even in this show, that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? It it is just so that he can use it's a it plot to device. beat the it's big a plot bad guy. Yeah, but it's such a bad plot device to have to introduce something that tackles Deku's biggest weakness. Like that's really Deku's weakness now. Now that he can move as fast as he can, if he could punch full strength at every single thing, he would be the near strength of all might he's a little slower but he's the same strength at all might like that is deku's biggest weakness so introducing something into the universe that is canon that can tackle that weakness and then never make reference to it again is something that i have such an issue with and i think they should have just told a different story that didn't need to have this included so i don't know i think dylan's frozen right now so james you've already kind of given your little pitch yeah. on it but it's the, this that kind of theme is a the thing that keeps bringing me back and we also see another thing the main uh device in this thing i want to just kind of go through all the things that don't matter in this movie right now <laughs> um is that i i the thing that makes the uh, quirk like as strong as possible and all that kind of thing another thing that go great for deku or anything like that but just that they're introducing these devices that make people way more powerful than they have to when they didn't have to i think it really caused a really cool relationship with dave and sam and all that kind of later which i want to talk about later but right now i just want to really talk about the actual things that are introduced that should have a major impact on the my hero academia world that'll never be mentioned again yeah so it felt like they just wrote it like they wrote it as it was happening like they were like okay it's gonna take place here and this is gonna be cool and then they got like to the part of where deku has to fight and they're like oh man well he can't use his feet and like he can't blow up his arms, and they're like, "Oh, what do we? Just, oh no, do we just like rewrite this? Like what?" And they're like, "No, no, no, no. I have a solution. We give him a gauntlet that lets him go 100." percent And they're like, "Perfect. That makes sense because they're on this island. Of course, there's gonna be sick gadgets." And they're like, "Well, well, I mean, he can't keep it." And they're like, three second, uses. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. gets three uses, and it will be done." And they're like genius ship it absolutely ship genius it. <laughs> clip it and ship it boys box they it gave up the, and let's go they gave him the goddamn infinity gauntlet like this 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 movie was a blatant ripoff of so many things like he just got he was thanos for a little bit like it's ridiculous i don't know man like i have so many like and not only that and not only that but the main the main person he uses the gauntlet against had like no depth wolfram was a, not a good villain Okay, so I, I, I want to talk about Wolfram. You want to talk about Wolfram? Okay, perfect. Well, just kind of that whole storyline. Like, I agree the individual character didn't have much depth to him, but I loved the mechanic that they went with. So it's like, That's fine, oh, yeah. so, like the, the villains are taking over the castle. Like, oh, my God. Then, of course, they take Sam. 
and they take Sam and David. I'm like, oh, well, David's behind all this. Like, that's so predictable. Like, that's such a common trope. And I'm like, they're really going with this. Um, and then I thought he was actually like a super like villain and that he turned out to be bad. But then when you get up top and find like, no, like I'm actually doing this with hired actors so that I can get this device to help All Might. Like the, out of this entire movie is just kind of for entertainment. But this is honestly such a cool plot, like a plot point that this movie really surprised me. And when that whole thing was brought up, it did redeem this movie a little bit for me. Because he's doing this super bad thing and he knows he's going to be punished afterwards for it. But it's all for like the good of humanity in his head. That he's doing it for a friend that he's loved forever. And that he sees All Might being hurt so he does that. Like that is such a cool mechanic. And it kind of shows that morality and it's a twist on like such that classic of like, oh, someone you trusted growing up turned out to be a super villain. And they're honestly actually behind it all. Like I like that twist because it seemed like everything else was going to be super predictable up until that point. So that added a lot of depth to David, I thought. I mean, Wolf, Wolf or whatever, never had depth. I mean, he's just, oh, all might. I, I mean, I'm all for one. I have eight quirks, all that kind of stuff. Like, that would just all happen in 30 seconds. Like, okay, that didn't need to happen. That was just so that he was powerful enough that they took two of them to work together. But I did like the Dave plot a lot. I think the Dave plot line was like a little diminished though because like it was a really cool reveal and like an awesome turn. It was like, okay, this is sick. This is cool. I like this because you, you were saying like it's pretty unexpected that they're paid actors. So it's like, cool. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, I tri triple crossed you and I'm actually working with all <laughs> for one. And you're like, like okay, like you yeah. didn't have to. You didn't but it's have still to another that. step in there. But it's still another step in there. That makes it a little better. Well, no, I so I think that's like the main problem with this movie though is they do a lot of really cool things. Like they introduce another character that can kind of relate to Deku, and be like, oh, I don't have a quirk either, or you know, it's like a really cool fight at the end. Like a lot of really cool stuff gets introduced, but then immediately they're like, all right, here's a gauntlet that makes you go 100, percent or like, uh, by the way, I was working for all for one, and it's like, uh, it, it feels like it Come was on. a little bit more concise and didn't try to jam these random things in there, it would have been better for it. Because, like, what's the point of introducing all for one, like, that he's behind this? Then for the sake of just saying his name almost. Because, like, even in the context of, like, what we're watching currently, like, when this comes out, it's like, oh, well, he, like, just finished the fight. So, like, who cares? Like, he's 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 gone. Like, who cares at this point? Like, I understand, like, the context behind it is, like, oh, he, he wants to crush All Might's spirits. But, like, we already got that in the show. Like, we were Done we better. Yeah, done better. So, it's like, yeah. why? Like, what was the point? Yeah, there's... It's just a tie back to the story. That's the only, that's the only point behind well, all Well, I mean, plot. yeah, but, like, I mean, the point is, is, like, why why'd you do it so poorly? Why was the execution done so poorly, right? Because, like, I mean, yeah. The whole, like, I, and the, see, the thing is, too, because I was one of the ones who didn't actually get the chance to watch this movie recently, and I, re I remember everything from when I wa saw the premiere, and that whole plot with David hiring actors and, like, you know, having this, uh, this grand scheme was totally forgotten to me, because, it, like, all I was like, oh, yeah, and Wolfram was kind of hired by All for One, he got some help, and then we had this crazy-ass fight at the end, which, don't get me wrong, was beautifully animated, but... It was like, man, we got we got knockoff, we got knockoff all for one, right? Right after we watched all for one and all might go at it in the show, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're you're shooting yourself. And the the, the worst part to me was I was like, this this fight shouldn't be anywhere as close on par 
with how All for One and All Might squaring off was. And they tried to almost sell it like that. And like that, that shouldn't be because we're not because I mean you got to remember too, All Might and All for One go just head to head. In this fight, we had Wolfram versus Deku and All Might. So like I mean, he should have just been taken out. You know what I mean? Like it should. But it that's what the plot device was for the actual helmet or whatever like that. That it made yeah, him. Yeah, I guess. So, I don't remember yeah. what amplified him, but I mean. I mean, you make Endeavor ten times stronger, whatever time stronger the device makes it. He's probably going to kick All Might's ass, so he has a really good chance in that fight. There, like that's what that thing is. That also that was posted brought in to give that really cool dynamic to Dave to help All Might is the also the reason of why this fight is actually able to be on par because there is a lot of quirks. Or I mean, Todoroki. Imagine if Todoroki was ten times stronger. Yeah, like yeah. All Might would have a, tr- a trouble with him, especially at like if Todoroki was full grown, ten times stronger. Like obviously that's a quirk that's fully developed, and that's going to be someone that's going to be able to put up a good fight. And so I, I I don't struggle to believe that the fight should actually be as tough as it is because there is plot reasons of why, not strong <laughs> plot reasons, but there is a reason why. And, and it would, ultimately, it, the whole movie is a setup for the end fight. Just for yeah. T- 15 minutes of really cool animation fighting. But that fighting is really good, though. Like, it, is, it is. It was so like, good. The yeah. double Detroit smash is really cool to watch. Which, okay, so that might be the only bone to pick I have with it. Because they both did double, like, they both did Detroit smash. When I was hoping for, like, United States to smash, I was fight. I was, or I was, oh, no, no, not, not United States, but, like, uh, uh, California smash. Which is what I was really hoping for. That was the one that, because because I mean that was kind of like where he was settled in and everything like that. But I was like, they, he wasn't from Detroit. He didn't like go to school in Detroit. Detroit doesn't really have a relevance, but California makes sense, right? So I was like, we're gonna get California. California's gonna be sick. And then we got Detroit again. And I was like, man, I've heard Detroit. Come on. Yeah, I I was really hoping for a new Smash name because it was like both of them going together. So I was like, oh, they're gonna make up like another like name. It's gonna be sick. But then they didn't. But it was I thought it was so cool. No, we were gonna get like North and South Dakota Smash, man. Like we would have gotten <laughs> Dakota like that. Smash. Would have Dakota been sick. Smash would have been great. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah. I mean, yeah, the fight was beautifully animated. I mean, like, the worst part is too is like I don't even feel, I don't even feel like I want to talk about the other characters outside of like Deku, All Might, Melissa, Dave, and like Wolfram, I guess. Because like, I mean, we didn't really get anything new with any of the other characters. We got no. them them doing more of the same stuff. There was no, like, there's no character development because there can't be. You know what I mean? Like, they were very pigeonholed in doing stuff. You can't, you couldn't, like, none of these characters could have new power, or, like, not new powers, but they couldn't, like, tweak their powers or anything like that. Like, it was, you basically had where they were at that point, which was, and again, can, in comparison to where we were watching the show, very unrefined, right? Like, I mean, they were still not honed in nearly as much as we we're kind of getting them now. It felt like, like one of those sci-fi movies where you start with a really big group of people, and then each like obstacle you run into one of them dies or one of them gets left behind like it literally that trope is what happened here obviously no one died but it's like oh they run into another obstacle well you two go deal with it and then you move on to another obstacle then you two go deal with that one like they're supposed to feel like there's a little bit of like oh they're in danger these robots gonna get them but like they even said oh it looks like they're not they're just trying to capture us now with the robot. Yeah, they straight up like, say that. So there's, like, no risk of actually, like, death. You know what I mean? And the other thing was, it was too, that really irked me was, like, like some of the, like, the, each, like, new, like, pitfall they were kind of experiencing were very, like, quirk-suited for, like, one of the other ones. So it was, like, all right, man, like, come on. We know what's going to happen. And then it's going to end up with Deku, like, at the end, right? So it was just. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. One thing I actually wanted to talk about that I didn't realize I was upset with until just now was Wolfram's uh, <laughs> quirk. So he yeah basically uh, he could manipulate metal, which he was Magneto. No, no, not quite, because he did that. Like he did that and was manipulating, and that was kind of cool. But then also he just used a gun at one point. And oh yeah, then, that's true too. And then also. Towards the end, like, after, like, he wrapped, like, Deku in, like, some bars, after that, he was just Cementos with metal. He never did, yeah. like, cool things with it. He just, like, basically, like, touched, like, the ground and made it come up. So it was, like, and it even had the same effect on it. Like, the siding was, like, the same texture yeah. as Cementos. And that made me a little upset because, like. Gotta save on those animation costs. Because, Magne- like, Magneto is sick. Like, he, he's sick when he, whenever he fights with, like, doing magnet stuff and, like, metal stuff. Like, that's cool. Give me some of that. Like, give me more of the, like, pulling bars over to wrap them around. Or, like, I don't know. Like, do something crazy. Like, he just, like, floats like a bullet and then shoots it at, like, Sam that I would've been cool. I would, yeah, I would have been cool with that. But then he probably wouldn't have lived because he could have just shot more of them really fast. You know yeah, what just I mean? Think how, just think how strong a metal-bending quirk with a gun would actually be like how devastating that take, would be you could take every bullet out of the chamber and just like throw them i all guess once. that's already what one of the um what's the six shooter uh hero oh name? snipe snipe that's pretty much what snipe does he just controls where the bullets go yeah but i mean snipe still needs like he still needs a gun you know what i mean like he can't like and yeah. he can't, it's not like he can take a bunch of bullets and do it at once right yeah, but no, I'm just saying that. Yeah, that's like that's what he could have done metal bending for. Like he could have done so much more. But yeah, he was. I mean, it's kind of like Hiroshima and uh, Tetsu Tetsu. It's Cementos and Wolfram. Yeah, exactly like, right. That that's all it was. Was give me like give me that fight. Oh, I'd watch that. I'd watch Wolfram and Cementos. Square that'd be off. so boring. They just throw things against each other. I don't know, man. Hiroshima and Tetsu Tetsu should have been boring, but I fucking love that. <laughs> And I, I think the reason weird. I'm also disappointed in it is that there were some other kind of cool quirks in there, too. Like, it, granted, some of them were silly, like, towards the beginning of where uh, the one hero's quirk was he was just Godzilla, which I think is a very funny gimmick. But there were some other ones. Like, the one dude had, like, blade hands. Like, that's kind of cool. Um, I liked uh, the dude who was, like, basically the Incredible Hulk. Like, he was just, he, like, got purple and, like, attacked. Like, that was kind of cool for me because it was like, oh, there's, like, that's like a, a quirk that it felt like they like thought about it for a little bit or like the dude yeah. whose hands or the one that hollowed out stuff yeah and like he like was throwing yeah. the air too and like with yeah, his hands throwing like, hollow air cool. yeah like that's really cool and then they just kind of like like flopped on like the main villain but yeah, I mean, it, you just gotta think there's only so many quirks that if amplified to like an extreme would be that strong and metal bending on an entire metal island makes sense i just think they did it in a bad way i don't have a problem with the quirk i just think how they limited the use of the quirk where they showed potential early on and then went to the cement toss now that you talk about it is i just i just not happy how they do it but it still is an awesome fight even with how it is and it probably was easier for them to animate doing it that way probably yeah cutting costs but i mean what what else do you guys want to talk about here i mean I think we've talked about the thing. We've talked about all the useless devices, our kind of thoughts about it, going through it a little bit. Because, yeah, I agree. I don't care too much about going into the little individual character arcs because all of them are just pushing Deku forward. Um, so I will be significantly less irked with this movie if Melissa comes back at some point. I don't expect to see Dave again. I don't ever expect to see Dave again. Maybe in like a, like, in like a flashback for Melissa. But I mean, I need 
Melissa no. to get go ahead. As much as I love her, that brings back the fact of why doesn't Deku have his braces even more? Like they literally any part of this movie can never be brought into the anime because of that. Dave can never be brought back. Melissa can never be brought back. The main, the only two things you really take away from this are then off references to I Island and stuff like that. But those two characters can never step foot on the anime without that becoming just none of this matters because if there's ever someone that was really that strong, Melissa or Dave would just make the braces for Deku and all this would be solved. That's already what people, that's already how I feel now. So if they're actually on the anime, which makes this movie better, I agree. But that ruins a lot of the kind of suspense of the anime. I, and the I, I don't think it makes. I don't think it makes the movie better. I think it just adds validity to the movie. I think that would be the only thing we really get, right? Well, it just makes it feel like there's some consequence. It's like, oh, like how's your? I mean, it'd probably be Melissa because it's like, oh, Melissa, how's your dad in jail? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I assume. It's just like right after this, David goes to jail for a very long time. And Melissa uh, gets really sad and goes and just lives a normal and life really and high. never touches science again. That's the only thing that, I mean, like, yeah. makes sense to me. Because otherwise, why didn't she just go to Japan? Yeah. I agree. Which kind of, I mean, I just feel like that encapsulates the entire movie. That, like, as cool as it would be for these people to come back and solidify the movie, it just can't happen which means ultimately, as cool as some of the animation in this movie is, as cool as some of these points were, ultimately it is a movie that has no repercussions, and ultimately that's the biggest downfall of it because it makes the entire movie feel like it doesn't matter. As No matter how much fun you have it, no matter how much you love it, you cannot get around the fact that it doesn't matter. In the My Hero Academia movie, it could have had not had the name like Dylan said or James said earlier and really had the same effect. My big, my big worry now is that we are getting another movie. It's already been confirmed and all that good yep. stuff. Um, uh, I'm hoping they learn from this one. And I something tells me I don't think they have. I mean, the show has been consistent. The show has been consistently great and everything like that. So we have nothing to worry about with the show. I don't think, at least. But with this, it makes me worried about, like, what, again, am I even going to bother watching the other movie? Probably because it has My, my Hero Academia's name. But that's probably going to be it. I'm probably going to get introduced to a bunch of characters that I try and like. And I'm like, well, you're never going to show up again unless it has a direct tie-in. I hope to God if they do do this, they're going to have it actually relevant to the show. But somehow yeah. I doubt it. So reading about the movie a little bit just because we're kind of in movie discussion, um, that this will be the last movie according to the director. So there will be no third movie. Um, that they have taken some of the feedback from the original one. And this one will be more plus ultra than before. Um, and then uh, one thing that really does kind of curious me is he discussed that the second film can be described as kind of a finale for My Hero Academia, that it's because it uses one of the concepts he had wanted to use in the manga's final battle. That worries me because this is coming out this year when we're maybe like 10 episodes into season four. Like no, that kind I, of, I think, I think it's just like, a miss not a mistranslation but a little bit gets lost in the translation i think he what he's saying is uh when he created it's like a finale of an arc maybe no 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 when he created my hero he wants to introduce some themes i think there definitely is a theme of like um like 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 you see it in midoriya of how he's like worthless and he's learning how to be a hero and what makes a hero heroes 
the movie's called Hero Rising, so they kind of move, what do you think, from, like, that student phase to more of a hero phase, maybe? No, 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 not necessarily that, but just, like, overall themes of, like, oh, this is what makes a good hero. Like, a good hero is, like, I don't know, helping others in adversity, something like that. I think it's a theme that he wants to, that he probably wanted to introduce, like, towards the end of the manga that he probably is going to use in one of the final fights, but he's just like, oh, that's an element I'm going to put into the movie, and I think that's what it means. I, I, I don't think from a story perspective, I think it's just, like, a oh, I wanted to get this across at the end of the anime or the end of the manga, and I found a way to use it here. But I, I, I don't feel like this movie is going to have any more repercussions than the first, though, because I feel like they would have... If it's not introduced in the first three episodes of the, this season, I don't think it'll have repercussions on this season, unless it happens during the mid-season break. But I don't think there's planned to be one because of how long there was between seasons. But I think we're getting all the episodes straight. So, I don't. I, I'm not sure about that, but I don't know. I think it'll still be entertaining. I just hope it has more repercussions for this upcoming one. But any last thoughts on two heroes, though? Good animation, poor story. I guess. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth the watch. I would say, like, I I know we spent like most of the time kind of like trashing it or whatever, but I think that's just because we really like the series a lot. And there could have been a lot more out of this movie. I still think if you go into it, just lower your expectations. Maybe turn off your brain a little bit. I, I would say if go you're... Go in for fun. Don't go in for this story. Yeah, go in for yeah. fun. And uh, I think if you're well-versed in, like, anime and, like, you watch, like, the, I don't know, the Dragon Ball movies and stuff like that, you know what you're getting. Like, you know the type of story that you're going to get if you are into those. And so if you are, just go and watch and have fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me a give me an all my prequel. That's my biggest takeaway from this movie. So I want an all my prequel. But yeah, just to solidify, James, would you recommend this movie to someone that watched the anime? If you're bored. Okay, Dylan, would you recommend this to someone that enjoys the anime? Yeah, if you watch My Hero and you want more content, watch this. I totally agree with that as well. I yeah, I even if you're not bored, you can still watch it. I think it's better. It's good enough to take away an hour and a half of your time to watch this. But with that, that is going to wrap up this week's session of Class 1A. Next week will be our final episode before the new season starts. I cannot believe that. We will be going over our predictions, hopes, whatever else we kind of feel like talking about next week, all wrapped up into one episode, which will be that 20 to 40 minutes. We almost hit 40 minutes this episode. So it'll be much shorter, and we're kind of getting more in the habit of what episodes are going to be looking like. So we hope you guys are excited for those as we are about the upcoming season and a little bit shorter episodes so we can kind of enjoy them and consume them a little easier than the previous one. Yeah, none of this, no more of this, like, two-hour nonsense. We're going to be giving to you short and sweet. Don't worry. But, uh, yeah, make sure to tell your homies about us. Tell your, your homies about Popped Off, Class 1A, all that good stuff, and uh, give them to it on whatever podcast platform you listen on and uh, yeah, make them listen there. And also check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for all your updates on the podcast and other stuff we do because we do a lot of content. Go check that out too. But with that, that'll be all for this week's class. We hope to see you all back in class next Saturday. <laughs>